A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, friends. Due to a technical issue with his microphone, Tom Campbell sounds like he is down a well for the first 15 minutes of this week's Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. We apologize for the disruption to your regularly scheduled bollocks. Thank you and endure. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's 11th of April in the year of our Lord, 2002. FIFA. Saves time. <laughs> Blade 2. Saves time if I say FIFA. It means that we can go straight into the podcast. No messing about. Oh, yeah. No, we don't like messing around on this podcast, no, mate. No, I figured Tiger Woods PGA Tour takes too long to say. So if I just say FIFA, it's quick, it's snappy, we get straight into it. Blade 2 is it still... It's too long for us to get into the start of the podcast. Oh, I've realised what he's doing. <laughs> That took a few seconds. That's good, Tom. Then I wait for a silence and then carry on, and Tom's going to interrupt us. Blade 2 is still number one in the charts. Gareth Gates, Unchained Melody, still number one, and Celine Dion, still, etc., etc. And the Queen Mum is still dead. Sorry, Queenie. I didn't vote for her. Was she due to come back or something? She's top of the dead. Sorry, Queen Mother. Gauntlet Dart Legacy for Xbox is the big game this week. There you go, a three-year-old arcade game. That'll save the Xbox in Japan. My mum loved Gauntlet. When we, Did when, you? We were, when we were younger, we had an Amstrad, and my mum loved playing Gauntlet on the Amstrad. Aww. I realised that my mum is actually a bit of a closet gamer because she loved Gauntlet and a few other games on our Amstrad back in the day. And in the last six months or so, she's really got into Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch. Oh, that's nice. So it's something that we bonded over because whenever I've gone home, she's gone, right, I need you to do this bit in, in the desert level because I can't mm. do it. So I'll go and, and get any... While I'm home, I'll go and get a few of the moons that she can't get. <laughs> oh, bless. So it's something we bonded over, me and my mum. Who you saw on the news video last week? Oh. Uh, ITV record a record low audience share of just 3% for football programme The Goal Rush during the broadcast of the O2 Grand National on BBC One. Ah, uh, everybody was watching the GGs. Yes, they were. Not the footy footies. No, they weren't. Cat D presents the final edition of SMTV after four years. The shopping channel Shop closes down after four years on the air. Oh, was Shop... No, I'm thinking of Open, which was the first online shop I remember using, which was on Sky. Open. I remember using the red button to have a look and being put off by how slow and crap it was. Really slow and crap. Yeah. So I, remember, I don't know the shop was connected to that, but never mind. R.I.P. Shop, I want to run to you. R.I.P. 
Emmerdale confirmed the axing of their soap star's family. So it wasn't just a gimmick. It was a rubbish gimmick. Uh, Ruth Abram leaves the series immediately, with the other four actors appearing on screen until the summer. How bad must you be to be like, no, no, I must go now. My planet needs me. My, near, my village two miles down the road needs me. <laughs> Speaking of Emmerdale, flush with the success of their shopping expedition courtesy of Gloria's stolen credit card, Kane, stop it, warns Letitia. That's right, during the draft, he's been sent to Emmerdale. <laughs> Kane's been drafted to Emmerdale. That she must stay tight-lipped over their crime if they had to get away with it, like how he was during the first year of his existence. But he is furious. We discover that Letitia is strictly in the amateur league and hasn't dumped the credit card and is naively hoping to slip it back into Gloria's bag without her noticing. Oh, no. She'll notice it when she gets her statement through. Kane says, no, you idiot. You've got to knock down the referee before you try one of those spots. <laughs> And the Queen Mum is still dead. <laughs> I'm glad that we looped back round to that. Just in case people are wondering if she gets better. Can we, can we get regular updates on the Queen Mum as we go through yeah. today? I mean, the T-virus had been out for a while, so you never know. <laughs> but all that was happening in the weird, weird world of reality. What, or what, or what, or what, is it a lad from Star Wars, was happening in the... I love that joke, I'm sorry. In the silly little world of professional wrestling. The question... So that answer can be found every, every fucking week. Every fucking week. Can be found only here in the Cold Audit Classic Smackdown Review. With Tom, Greg, and Matthew Campbell. Fuck off. I only associate with pros. Go listen to the news. How you doing, Tom? Mate, I'm, I'm all right. I've been a bit poorly this week. Nothing, like, worrying. Like, like not only the COVID or anything like that, but, like, I've had a sore throat. And, uh, and I had a... I scratched my uvula... Are you Go on. With the, no, this isn't a bit. This isn't. Oh, a bit. as much as you can never tell with you. You're like a bear trap. I am very much like a bear trap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as we all found out in that nightclub. <laughs> um, I. Uh, uh, it sounds like a bit, but the uvula is the dangly bit at the back of the throat. Oh, that thing. Mm. And a few times, if I've had uh, a, a lot of drinking, uh, or if I've done a lot of shouting, I'll wake up the next morning and my uvula will have swollen. So it's, so apologies if you've got a sensitive stomach, this sort of thing, like to the point where it would be so swollen that it would be lying on the back of my throat. As you know, I usually, the dangly bit always just dangles down. This dangled, but then sort of teetered on the back of my tongue. So it kept making me go, because it was oh. touching the gag reflex. And, and, I, and I had a sore throat for a couple of days. I looked at it, and for some, somehow I've either burnt it or scratched it. Ooh. And uh, it's, my throat's been hurting for a couple of days because of it. And uh, so I made the mistake, obviously, of searching like, oh, swollen uvula, sore throat. Of and uh, of course, I'm dying. So that's good. Oh. <laughs> that's good to know, isn't it? I'm definitely dying. Say, say look at the Queen Mum for us. Yes. Yeah, reading an article about uvulitis. And I was like, oh, that sounds like what it Just, might be. Okay, so you what? see the Queen Mum, and she's like, how's shop doing? <laughs> I made the mistake of looking up uvulitis and I was like, oh, that sounds like what I've got. Okay, so what do I do? Is it ibuprofen? You must call the ambulance immediately because you can choke to death if it's uvulitis. I was like, okay, well, I don't think it's uvulitis then because I'm not choking to death. Um, unless I am. And this is all a dream. If the Queen Mother walks in, I know that something's gone terribly wrong. Oh. Otherwise, been fine. First full week of being 40. Congrats. Good. New high score. Thank you. My brand new high score in life. And it just feels a bit like being 30, to be honest with you. Feels a bit like being in your 30s. 
Uh, and uh, I was worrying about nothing. I always feel a bit weird about the turning of the years. I think I said this last week, um, but I'm over it now. It's fine. Good. We'll crack on. How are you, more importantly? I'm also enjoying mortality. Good. It's good, isn't it? It is, isn't Sorry, it? Sorry, Queen Mother. Yeah. <laughs> God, this is fucking harsh. It's been a... <laughs> Queenie getting a kick in. What have you been doing this weekend, Nice. Just enjoying life. Saw the, the Iron Claw. Oh. <laughs> Those two sentences do not go together. <laughs> Maybe appreciate my life a bit better, bloody hell. <laughs> I never had landed a sportatorium, but at least my brothers aren't dead. <laughs> there is that. It's, it's really well done. Mm. I can see the praise, uh, reason for why it's getting all that. Everyone put a hell of an effort in. Everyone looks the part, it sounds the part. Great casting. Did a very good job of streamlining things without being too, like, duh, resting dumb. Uh, yeah, very recommended it. I'm excited, I want to go see it tomorrow. Uh, with, uh, even Alex has gone is, is, we should go and see that mm. I was like it's a bit resting here. I don't know if you want to so I'm like, nah, I'll go see it yeah that's good actually because I want to hear uh, her uh, reactions because the people in the, the I say audience but it is yeah, the, the audience, audience. Yeah. the audience watching the, the film they did ooh and ah at the right moments so, and you'll be like Oh, you'd be wrestling fan and be like, oh no, Kerry, don't get on the bike. Yeah, don't let him go for a walk in the woods. Like, we know when yeah. it's, it's, it's like watch, having watched a horror film beforehand. It really you know, is. The story of it. And it's, uh, I think I did say to Alex, I said, look, you know, not to make light of it, because it's a really heavy subject matter. I don't want to, please don't think we're making light of it. Um, but I did say to Alex, like, it's a wrestling film, but it's a really fucking yeah. tragic one. Yeah, you know, it's so miserable, they cut out. The entire brother yeah, just to streamline it but you get the idea and I was thinking if they did leave it in like it's it's almost getting to the sense of it's parody at the point because you just go like oh is he dead as well I think I'm glad they didn't because it's like fucking hell and there's something you know not to, not to lump not to add more tragedy to tragedy but there's something sad about the fact that they cut out was it, it was Chris was it yeah tell? Chris really wanted to be a Von Eric brother. He really wanted to get in there and wrestle, but his, his, his body wasn't strong enough, and that led him taking his life. And so tragedy upon tragedy, tragedy, the brother who really wanted to be a Von Eric was even cut out of the biopic of the Von yeah. Eric's. Like, that's just... Oh, that's yeah. tough, isn't it? That's yeah. rough. Uh, but all, from all I've heard, it's an amazing piece of film. Yep. It's an amazing put together. Like Zac Efron had all the love as Kevin yeah. and Eric. The lad from The Bear. Yeah. He's, he's as Kerry. The guy from Mindhunter, um, Holt, the actor, plays, he's, in, he's very good at Mindhunter. Um, yeah, he plays Fritz and Eric. Fucking great. That's some good stuff. And the guy who plays Harley Race. A lot of people... The flair is, is rubbish. But he gets the point across, but the guy who plays Harley. Is he proper like him? That's fair. Sorry, that's uh, <laughs> that's Stuart. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to stretch you. I'm sorry, Father. Did you ask for someone with a very dull, uneventful voice? Sorry, can you say that again, you please? A dramatic voice. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, <laughs> the complete opposite. Uh, yeah, no, no. The guy who plays Tyler Reese. He's, he's got the dad bod and the sideburns, just like I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. Nice. You've honored pipsqueaks and nothing to me. It's oh, like fantastic. So good. Anyway, but that that was old. That's in the modern times and the olden times. Can we get the average? What's happening in 02? Ah, the olden times and the modern times, I see. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it's funny because we do start, before we get into this week's episode of SmackDown, as Matthew will talk us through the second week of the new era, um, it's a lot about movies. Once more. 
Oh, which ones? Well, the Rocks movies, to be exact, because The oh. Rock is about to become a bloody megastar. Yeah, right. He really is. Uh, there have been overall incredible reviews for the Scorpion King. Not so much the movie. Incredible reviews. Not so much for the not so much for the movie per se, but for one particular person ah. in that movie, that being Dwayne Johnson. Well, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, the New York Post writes: When the Scorpion King opens Friday, the reign of a certain fifty-something movie superhero, Arnold Schwarzenegger will be all but terminated. Uh, it's already on. buzzing that the forthcoming Mummy prequel establishes former WWF champion The Rock as Hollywood's new premier action star. Film journalists and industry insiders who screened the movie in LA last week were stunned by the charming screen presence of the 29-year-old newbie. And across the board, the general theme, theme is the movie's fine, this guy's going to be a star. Like Dwayne Johnson, absolutely, is a, it's a proper coming out yeah. party for him. Which is funny because yes, he would be, but for the first like ten years, he was only doing the odd action film, and was trying to do like a, be a fully ranged actor. It's only the last ten years he's like bulked up the size he is now, the size of Nadask, and uh, being a proper action dude. He's almost become a bit of a parody of an action dude, but in doing so, has become a great action dude. Well said. You see what I mean? But this is very much uh, his coming out party. Uh, in the same week, Madame Two Swords unveils a rock wax museum statue. Wow. Uh, so, so we've got we've got the rock wax statue at Madame Two Swords in New York this week. Remember that? Remember that meant something. Yeah, it was a big deal when it to go to, the, to get yourself a, a Madame Two Swords wax sculpture. Um, this is uh, this so this the, a lot of love from the press from the real boring world for the Rock. The Wrestling Observer also writes: Rock will be involved with the WWF forever, if for no other reason than because Vince McMahon owns the name. Mm. Yep. But whereas a year ago wrestling was his first love and movies was a fun hobby, I think after this Friday the two will forever switch around. Has he got the winning lottery numbers there as well? Oh, sadly no. If he has, he's written them in a really haphazard way, as he does everything. <laughs> um, but how eerie, especially in this, especially talk about that this week, yeah. where the you know where the Rock has been the, the front and center of the wrestling talk this week for his return to wrestling, for taking back the name The Rock uh, as his own, leasing it to TKO to mm-hmm. have in the interim, and for all the you know and and the Rock who went from a beloved wrestler to an uncertain Hollywood figure in 20 flash forward to 2024 a beloved Hollywood figure and an uncertain wrestler <laughs> it's great how it switched around and it's funny that this is the week that we're talking about time is a flat circle it truly bloody well is uh, also this week uh, a few people getting a run out in the WWF former WCW valets Daphne and April Hunter uh, are attending oh, a tryout camp we saw some, we saw a, bit, a, a clip appear recently. It was Daphne and Crowbar on an episode of Heat, which yes. has been murdered, which is from which, Richard Land's archives. Yes, yeah, which is lovely to see. Hello, Richard. Hello, Richard. Uh, another name. <laughs> another name being involved for tryouts this week is Jeff Murray, who wrestles for Pittsburgh Indies. Is Jimmy Vegas? Does that ring a bell with you? No. I loved him in Ideal. <laughs> uh, Rene Dupree, the bodybuilder son of Emile Dupree, has signed a developmental deal. Uh, all developmental deals are three years long, so Rene is going to be given three years to find his feet. He'll be on the TV within a year. Yes, because of real life events. Mm-hmm. Don Fry was backstage on Raw. Oh. He had talked about WWF 
about coming into the WWF last year his New Japan contract expired. WWF didn't seem interested. Interviews and charisma-wise, says the Observer, he's got it. But yeah. the in-ring he's learned is so different that transition will become quite difficult. I'd say so, yes. Uh, to, to learn the WWF style takes a lot. In New Japan and uh, some of the little companies like Hustle, he showed he actually had some good instincts on him. That would not have translated to WF style. No. Some people really can jump from one to the other. He doesn't really so much. Yeah. Um, the, the, the secret project of the Jarrett's rumbles along. Not so much a secret, because we've talked about it. So basically, the Jarrett's are looking to launch a wrestling promotion uh, using weekly pay-per-views as opposed to cable time. Surely that will never work. Uh, working relationship with the National Wrestling Alliance uh, is on the cards for them. The Wrestling Observer writes, To show how little McMahon regards the threat of Jarrett opening up on pay-per-view, Jerry Jarrett asked Victor Quiones and Savio Vega of IWA to do Spanish language announcing for them. They have a working agreement with WWF, although it doesn't amount to much anymore. Uh, the, no WWF talent is currently in Puerto Rico, nor does WWF send talent there anymore. Uh, when they asked McMahon if, they, if he would have an issue with it, he went, Nah, you crack on. So if Vince had an issue with what the Jarrett's were up to, he'd have put the stoppers on that very quickly, yeah. just out of spite. But he really doesn't really, oh. not that bothered, is he really? Remember when people get sent to Puerto Rico for a paid holiday, then getting fired? I vaguely remember this. That was a good time when yeah. that happened. Yo, Puerto Rico, work on your stuff, get a tan. Yeah, yeah. Ah, sorry, after three months, going to get Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, cheers. Uh, it is what it is. Um, bit of WWA news. The latest pay-per-view took place on the 13th of April from Melbourne in Australia at the Rod Laver Arena. Uh, Better than the last two, which as usual isn't saying a lot. Uh, Parts of the arena were curtained off, but other than that, the crowd looked quite healthy for WWE. (laughs) The show opened... Sun and coffee. (laughs) The show opened up with the announcement that Jeff Jarrett was banned from the building for some reason. Uh, Most people figured it meant he'd show up later, but he didn't. A swerve within a swerve. Wheels within wheels. No, we, we call it as a series band. He's not in. Eddie Guerrero won the Cruiserweight title at the last oh. pay-per-view, but he's now gone back to the WWF. So mm. they've started a Cruiserweight tournament. Oh, lovely. Uh, AJ Styles beat Nova in a tournament match to open the show proper. Uh, Sid came out with a walking stick, and he revealed himself as the commissioner of WWA. He thanked Andrew McManus for giving him a job and uh, said, I'll book some matches here later. <laughs> It was just a nice, nice to see Sid with a cane. Yeah. A strange look. Uh, Jerry Lynn beat uh, local wrestler Chucky in another cruiserweight tournament match. Don't know who that is. Uh, Tio beat Puppet in a hardcore match. Yes. Yeah, we love Tio and Puppet. Uh, Bagwell uh, and the Cat beat Stevie Ray and Brian Christopher. Uh, it was said to be hideous. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Uh, the Funkster, which is oh, uh, yeah, which which is uh, Alan Funk doing a Hulk Hogan gimmick, yeah. uh, beat Pierre Oulet. Oh, bloody hell! Uh, Scott Steiner and Nathan Jones got into an argument regarding their main event match, and Sid interrupted and said, "I'm going to be the special enforcer for that match." Bless him. Uh, in the tournament finals for the cruiserweight title, AJ Styles beat Jerry Lynn, which got boring chants from the from the uncultured hicks in Australia. Why? Oh. What's wrong with you? I mean, those matches would start off slow. Mm. But, like, that's a Lynn did his matches, but oh, whatever. Fuck off. Uh, Sabu beat Devin Storm in a cage match. Lots of people saying this is one of the better matches of the night. Go, Lance. Yeah, no, they've got chemistry, those two. Yeah. Uh, Medeja beat Queen B in a stripper match. 
Afterwards, the midgets ran down and stripped Medasia, and Scott Steiner lobbed them around. <laughs> I've seen footage of Steiner doing that to the dwarves. Mm. This led into the main event, which saw Steiner destroy Nathan Jones and become the WWA champion. Better than you think, according to The Observer. Uh, but Steiner apparently didn't give them a whole lot before beating him. Oh, Nathan Jones got a bit of a shoe in here, to be fair. Um, so that was the WWA show. Annoyingly, not terrible. It's always more fun when there's more backstage shenanigans, right? but they seem to... Damn it, we hate it when the wrestling's good. It's doing so well at the moment, it'll probably be dead in a couple of weeks. Yes. Final bit of news. Um, Barack Lesnar's wife gave birth to a baby girl this Wednesday in Indianapolis, the day before this SmackDown aired. I just wanted to point that out because this would go on to be track standout Myra Lynn Lesnar. So uh, his daughter, who is uh, an absolute force of nature in the track world, is born in this week in the wrestling. See, that's very nice, but it would have been funnier if, like, Brock Lesnar's kid ended up being, you know, a Twitch star or yeah, a something. huge nerd. <laughs> As opposed to, like, an athletic specimen. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been fun. A modern-day monarch story. <laughs> I need to run around the track. <laughs> no, Dad, I want to play Mario Odyssey. That's the boring world of the, of the wrestling, the less boring world of wrestling. Let us go over to Matthew Gregg, who's going to talk us through this week's episode of SmackDown. That's right, the second episode post-draft. Uh, That's what we call it, right? It's draft excluder. word. Draft excluder. Word bad, name blah, blah. Great We're job. We're at Tucson AZ Convention Center. Tucson. Is that how you pronounce it? Tucson, Tucson Arizona. Tucson. 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 <laughs> like the, a brand the of... birds of the big beaks. <laughs> Hello to all our friends in Tucson. <laughs> Which I believe... Is that, is that like a type of metal or a tungsten, yeah. isn't it? So how many kids have you got? Tucson. <laughs> hey, hey! He's done him. Tucson, Arizona. Uh, we're at sold out Tucson University. We certainly are. <laughs> uh, the dark matches that we don't get to have a look at. Farouk defeats Test on Jacked. Funaki pins Lance Storm with a schoolboy roll-up. Humorous. Pinned Christian. It's not funny. And Billy Kidman pins Chavo Guerrero Jr. And DDP and Hot Holly fight to a double count-out. Oh, okay. Oh. So no, we're not getting Sunday Night Heat before SmackDown. It's jacked. Yeah, so jacked. I think he, I would have thought that he would have stayed with the SmackDown lot. Mm. Oh, no, it does move to Raw, doesn't it? Mm. And then we jacked and metal get recorded with the SmackDown. Yeah. Crowd go, what? How's it Sunday night? I'm here for heat, not jacked. Sunday night heat raw. Sunday night heat raw. Heat raw, Smackdown, yeah. It's Sunday, we best come back tomorrow. Security needs to set them down. It's all right, sorry. People leaving the venue going, sorry, we thought it was Monday, we'll leave. It's like in Westworld when the robots see some bit of reality and they freak out, like, what? What's that? Anyway, we are two weeks before Backlash. Tonight, we have Jericho versus Edge and Kurt Angle versus Triple H announced. Ooh, more than one match announced this time. Ooh. You are spoiling it. <laughs> Kurt Angle, the SmackDown MVP already, is here to you suck what chance? Is that a question? Uh, <laughs> Kurt is furious that Vince made it Hogan versus Triple H last week rather than the Olympic hero versus Triple H. Per, and if I may add, Lees, says Kurt. <laughs> In the Olympics, I beat foreigners tougher than Nikolai Volkov and Iron Freaking Sheik. Cole says, Kurt sounds pretty jealous to me. <laughs> and then on Raw, Flair makes Undertaker versus Austin a backlash for the number one contendership. And I'm like, yeah, I'm with Kurt here, to be honest. A bit crap, that, that, isn't it? I think they're happy that Austin signed for, uh, with Raw. At least Austin's back. Yeah. Uh, your Olympic hero is without a title shot for a long time. It's true. So I, Kurt, demanded a non-title match tonight against Triple H to show you what 
I can do to people like him. Kirk gets his point across, so now he fights the crowd and tells them, hey, Tuxen and your stupid name. <laughs> I've got an idea. How about I finish a sentence and you guys don't yell what afterwards? It doesn't work, Tom. They're not having it. So Kurt tries to yell, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. So quick that they can't keep up and do what? So Edge and Mr. Zombie interrupt. Edge reminds everyone Kurt's gold medal win was in the past. Hey, Kurt, try living in the present. Like Backlash, where he'll wrestle the Edge. <laughs> Kurt calls him a snot-nosed punk, rather like Harley Race calls uh, Kevin Von Erich, and says, yeah, sure, I've got no title shots, so I'll kick your ass instead. And then says, I'm going to say something you don't hear very often, Kurt. It's a date. Oh. Taz loves it. He's married. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hear that very often. What are you implying? Edge points out that Austin came up with, what? And anger is very special, so they should yell, you suck, after everything he says. Instead, Kurt looks disgusted and says, hold on, you suck. Hold on, no, no, hold on a second. You suck. That's enough. You suck. Play my music. You suck. No, no, don't play my music. You suck. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Just Kurt has a nervous breakdown. Just go, no, stop it, stop it. <laughs> uh, but Kurt is essential to SmackDown as your central nervous system is to your body. Yeah, they. this is the second week in a row that Angle has opened SmackDown, and it's for good reason. He's a great heat grabber. And I love the fact that they are moving him into something with Edge. I think it's a great opportunity to elevate younger talent because that's the big draw of this brand split, yes. is to create new stars. And Edge is clearly somebody that they've gone... We're going to use SmackDown to elevate Edge. He's going to be our next top guy. We're going to start the journey here, and we're going to start with a program with Kurt Angle. A great wrestler and a great promo guy who will get the best out of Edge. Yeah. Brilliant. Once Kurt stops putting over the crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. He can't help it. He puts everybody over. Yeah. He's great. Even Larry in row 5A. <laughs> He's a cunt. Chris... <laughs> Larry, if you're listening... Fuck off. Fuck off, Larry. Don't want you listening. <laughs> yeah, Larry. Yeah. Jericho in his 2002 shirt with flames on. Cheer Kurt <laughs> up backstage. He says, yeah, could be worse, Kurt. You could be Jericho. <laughs> Kurt tries talking, but even backstage, him and the audience can hear that you suck chance after everything. Kurt says, I hate Canadians with long hair who dress like rock stars. And there's a pause. Uh, apart from you, Jericho. <laughs> Jericho stood there, like, as he mentioned, as, as I was like, I hate Canadians with long blonde hair. And Jericho starts, like, touching his yeah. hair, remembering that he's also got long blonde hair. As it's just lazy town. <laughs> uh, both men agreed to watch each other's backs tonight. Oh, it's like strangers on a train, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Chris Cross. Chris Cross. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> Tajiri, not a dance move, the wrestler, is here. And he makes Tori wear a geisha outfit because she's to blame for the title loss last week. No one else, just her. Hey, Chimmels, accompanied by Tori Wilson from Japan, makes sense now. It now does because she now is Tori Wilson from Japan. Yeah, I she's... don't know if this is a rib or not. It's uh, hard to tell with Chimmel. It's a walking rib. Charles <laughs> points out the outfit is supposed to punish the women in Japan. Is it? Not entirely sure there, but fuck it. That's what they're going for, so we'll go with it. Taz also asks, how does she cook in that thing? <laughs> I missed that. Well, <laughs> Got caught digressing. <laughs> yeah, it's the 1800s. <laughs> and here's the hurricane with a complete lack of pop for some reason. Yikes. 
What's up yeah, with that? they didn't see that into him tonight. Mm. He'll, he'll work on him in this match. He'll get him going in this match. Can't spell tux on without suck. <laughs> Cole announces it's the Jury versus Kidman rematch at Backlash. Hurricane does his best to get the crowd into it with a giant Quiprada, Quiprada, Quiprada dive to start. Tucson. <laughs> The Shiri follows the outside of a Frankensteiner, Frankenstein, Dracula Steiner. <laughs> Dracula. Crowd is full of hair dryer pop, hair dry, hair, hair, a, a dry having, towel pop. You having a stroke? I'm mate. trying to a different story. <laughs> Only the Shiri's kicks you to get any reactions, so one of them puts out the hurricane. Oof. They tried, but I'm guessing this aired before the main event and they moved it to second because the crowd was dead. Really weren't uh, into it, were they? Post-match, Tajiri yells an evil Japanese to scare Tori. So good guy Kidman lands him with a top rope drop kick and then leaves Tajiri in the ring with Tori anyway. So now Tajiri is in pain, still mad, and still the same ring as Tori. <laughs> yeah, you're a great help, Kidman. Well done, Kidman. Well done, mate. Uh... I really enjoyed the match. Yeah. I thought, like, I, I, lovely high flying offense by the Hurricane. And uh, at one point, Tajiri avoids disaster. At one point, he rolls out the ring. Do you know, he gets his foot stuck on the apron mm. and avoided disaster there? But because he, he shook it off just in time to catch Hurricane flying out of. He's a, a pro. He's a pro. What a pro. Uh, very moderate pop for Billy Kidman, less so than the Hurricane. They're really, like, uh, and is it me, only me that's slightly annoyed the fact that Billy Kidman's theme seems to be played on a cassette? <laughs> Do you notice this? All the other wrestlers' no. musics are, are in lovely high quality, but for some reason, Billy Kidman's music sounds like it's being played through a cassette or like a, a, a really low-processed MP3. That's how they got it from the archives. Is that how we got Ted it? From Turner. <laughs> Side B of Slam Jam. <laughs> and now it's time for Stacey Keebler, her legs, and no one else. So, Tom, I was thinking about this. Uh, we're in a really sticky situation here because SmackDown, as of last week, has become the Vince show. Mm. This is going to make it, what we say in the business, a bitch to recap because we can't see unsee this about modern eyes. So, shall we replace Vince McMahon every week with a different character? Ooh! And while people uh, let us know who we should be replaced with, this week, given our shared interest, I believe they should be replaced by <laughs> Dr. Eggman. I knew you were going to say Dr. Eggman! He's evil and has slightly better facial. <laughs> <laughs> I want a secretary to help me guide Metropolis! <laughs> Ah, ah, Stacy Keebler, snooping as usual, I see. Yeah, More on we that have to, later. We have to determine which which Eggman we're going with this week to be Vincent Man. This is a brilliant bit, by the way. I'm, I'm all in on this. Is it right? Is it? Oh, it's me! I hate that hedgehog yeah. from from the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Do we do Saturday M Sonic the Hedgehog, which is ah, snivelly, you nah. fuck? Um, do you like prisoners? Uh, prisoners are good. Um, or do we use Eggman from the games? Just Shadow the Hedgehog pissed on my wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly pissed on my wife. I think we should stick with the adventures for now and then we'll we'll go on. Right, yeah. right. Okay. But I think if there's any other uh, comically evil people from history like to put in. Oh, I like it. That oh. are slightly less evil than Vince. So, you know, Pinochet's always up for the... <laughs> Pinochet. Uh, please let us know. Right. In the lovely email. Okay, so Stacey Keebler is, a, is, is waiting in uh, Dr. Eggman's office and she's got her legs up on the... 
on the sofa waiting. Does that have a name as, as, as Domain in the series? Uh, death Egg. <laughs> she's on the Death Egg. No, they're on the Death Egg. It's all the way up there. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's on the Death Egg. Meanwhile, on the Death Egg. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bloody long way to go for a job she's interview. She's got long legs. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, she takes three steps. my legs are long. Yes, my legs are long. Keebler just clips through. She'd beat that boss on Sonic 2 easy. Yeah. <laughs> she's so because t- he's so Instead tall. Down. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's so tall. You gotta wait for him to bend down a bit. Mm-hmm. Keebler just kick his head off with them pins with the gams on that name. <laughs> As the kids say, they do. No, they don't. What? <laughs> the kids all say, look at the gams on that this, name. This show would be a big hit in the fifties. <laughs> anyway, more on that later on. In my fifties, but for now, Adidas. Climacool sponsors the Albert heel turn. <laughs> that was because not the cool. only thing cooler than Climacool is heel Albert. <laughs> and now, with no tights or top, like a big sweaty walrus, <laughs> it's heel Albert fighting hottie. Do you not get it though? Because he was sponsored by Climacool ventilation, so this is the week he just comes out of his pants. <laughs> Sweating profusely. It's like me in the summer. Yeah. As soon as I get home from work in, in, in that heat wave we have last year, just straight into me under. It was 20 degrees in the arena, and Albert comes like, oh, <laughs> oh. I bet you felt really cool. Though. Like an ECW pay per view. <laughs> He's barely legal. <laughs> oh. Barely covered. Albert has a kanji tattoo on his thigh. The Tensai symbiote. Quick, destroy it before it spreads. <laughs> That's how he became Tenzai. Look at one angles. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a. Ro- so he, he, he looks at Dajiri and understands every word he's saying. He's like, whoa. <laughs> there's an alternative timeline where one of us goes backstage and just chainsaws Albert's leg off. It's the only way to stop the spread. Local nutter arrested. <laughs> Albert, not Japanese. <laughs> It's like, oh no, the timeline's been changed. No one remembers that. Oh no, I'm going on history. It's a psycho. It's <laughs> arrested for cutting a man's leg off. You're welcome. Albert gets a job for life. It's like, I can't believe that cunt cut my leg off. <laughs> no, but you don't understand. It was just stopping from becoming Lord Tenza. Yeah, whatever, mate. No, seriously. All the 80s wrestlers, sunny respect. Albert, like, wow, I've had, I've had kids shoot at me at the sportatorium. No one's ever cut my leg off. <laughs> but you don't understand. <laughs> Stop lying. Anyway, all this is more interesting then. Scotty getting a brief bit of hope with a top rope drop kick. Shades of the late great Billy Kidman there. <laughs> Holly has to fight to get the bulldog to set up the worm. W O R me face. <laughs> As Hotty gets interrupted and kicked. Baldo bomb one, two, three. <laughs> oh, me face. Albert continues to slam Hotty to set up a Vader bomb until Hotty's friend Rikishi chases Albert away. I'd say, oh, well done for waiting until after the Vader bomb, mate. But it is Kishi, so he probably started off before the bell rang. <laughs> Kishi decks Albert, and Albert bravely sweats away. <laughs> sweats away? Just Aragado Gazaya mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the breakup of Albert and Scotty now makes sense because they want to reform Sue Cool. That now makes, makes sense. sense. It did like last week, that part of it escaped me. That was where they were going. But now it makes sense. I think Too Cool is a far better tag team proposition than Albert and Scotty. I fully agree. Uh, so I'm all in now. I wasn't before, but I'm all in now. We're all in now that we have more than one tag team. <laughs> 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Stacey Kieber talks to Dr. Robotnik <laughs> about applying for a role. And Stacey, <laughs> up, uh, you know what, <laughs> F this, but it's all right now, Matthew, it's all right. Future hey. me says it's all right. We've got, we've got a good compromise here. But but you've already got assistance. <laughs> Quiet, you two. I want Stacy as my assistant to help me build robots. Gee, Dr. Abad, what's she got that we don't? Well, Scratch's got a good pair of legs on him as well, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Fuck off, Stacy. <laughs> Meanwhile... Maven is still drinking from a WWF cup. The same cup he was drinking from last week. He's a slow drink. It's a big cup. Until Rico shows up. It's a really strong up. squash. Like, it's not very diluted. <laughs> so he can't drink it too quick because it just makes him go. go Maven break. doesn't want to break protocol by have some water for this undiluted juice he's given me. <laughs> but I'll just go, I'll pretend I didn't hear that. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> Dr. Robotnik doesn't like people asking for yeah. water. <laughs> Until Rigo shows up to mug his eyebrows, rather like that time Tom cut my eyebrows. <laughs> horrible. In fairness, Rico, <laughs> Rico's sideburns aren't as big as Maven's eyebrows. No, it's true. Al Snow sticks up for Maven and calls Rico Wolverine. Mate, Rico's way tougher than Wolverine, IRL. Oh, oh my God, yeah. Rico reckons Maven needs to wax his eyebrows. Maven says, yeah, you'd know about waxing. Speaking of waxing, we then cut to Hogan, who looks like a well-waxed cupboard come to life. Like Beauty and the Beast. You know what I mean? This David Dickinson-looking piece of shit. Sorry, was there more there? I wanted to go back and just say that um, that Billy swats the Maven's WWF Niagara Falls cup out of his hand and it sets up a match between Al Snow and Chuck for yeah, later. He nearly drowns yeah. with the amount of liquid that has fallen out of him. <laughs> but then you mentioned who can look like a David Dickinson motherfucker. <laughs> And he, 
All I thought of was Mr. Sheen's wet dream. He's just there with his sunglasses on, looking looking so well varnished. Oh, God. Um, Oh, uh, Hulk Hogan, Booker T's wife is interviewing you. Yes, Hulk wants to prove he can do it one more time and gives Triple H his due. More like his dude, brother. Anyway, Jericho interrupts and is somehow dressed more ridiculous than Hogan. Chris tells Hogan he has nothing to gain here because Jericho is going to beat him. And then Chris does a really bad impression of Hogan before leaving. Crowd did not react to any of this, and why would they? Jericho was appalling here. Jericho wasn't very good here. It was a weird segment. Now, Jericho can at least say, aha, I made myself sound worse so Hogan would sound better. Um, No. No, no, you didn't. No. You're just rubbish right now. They were, so, yeah, I was, that was uh, a weird backstage bit with, Hogan and Jericho. I, I get. Ah, Hogan, I am here. All right, cheers. <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks yeah, for that. Fantastic. But then Jericho go, go kind of cash in your attic. Jericho kind of planting the seed in Hogan's head that a hey, Triple H, you know, is more dangerous than you think. You've got everything to gain. He's got nothing to lose. Yeah. He's got everything to lose. You've got everything to gain. Yeah. Uh, you should keep an eye on him, pal. It's not like The Rock. And then we get a nice segment with those two a bit later on that That's adds great. to that. Uh, and they, then they were Hogan's music. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Anyway, Jericho is up next. Uh, and he is produced by Tobacco is Wacko, Scorpion King, never heard of it, and Ultimate Fights DVD. What is this? I'm glad you asked. I looked it up. Did Overflowing you... with blood, guts, guns, severed limbs, and hooker brawls, <laughs> Flicks Films DVD compilation of movie fight scenes, Ultimate Fights, is John Lieberman's worst nightmare. In Ultimate Fights... Flicks masterfully pieces together well-designed transition sequences. <laughs> why, why would you even broadcast that? With scenes from such violent classics as Scarface, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Gladiator, and Rumble in the Bronx. The result is 54 minutes of action from 16 different movies that play as one continuous thrilling experience. I bet it doesn't. <laughs> Flicks claims that its choice of fight scenes represents the best displays of violence Hollywood has to offer. Indeed. The DVD sports exhilarating scenes from the aforementioned blockbusters. However, there are complete uh, glaring omissions. Must not be a complete lack of lightsabers and Schwarzenegger. Well, he's, he's old news, according to everyone. Oh, yeah, that's it. Now, now the rock's here. Yeah. Sod him. Um, and it just goes on and on and on. Um, the reviews it, seem to be say, yeah, it's pretty pants. It's just like a DVD of movie fight scenes for... For, for, for men that seem to lack adrenaline, they could just watch that or class, just stick on all the yeah. fights. Like, why bother with the boringness of a well-structured movie? We just want the fight scenes. So here's all the fight. You know, you know, you get those YouTube compilations of like fight scenes from movies. Imagine paying 20 quid for a DVD of that. Mm. It's basically what this yeah. is. Film scenes for people who don't understand how film works. <laughs> for people who can't uh, be bothered with plot and structure. This is the fight bits. Exactly. This review ends with, the bottom line is that this DVD packs more testosterone per square inch than a Trojan Magnum. A condom gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a condom, but yeah. A condom gun. <laughs> now you've put that mental image into our heads. We'll move on. <laughs> Speaking of giant Magnums, his head. <laughs> <laughs> a sign in the crowd that will probably be taken away nowadays says Jericho gets no heat I saw that oof <laughs> Edge drop kicks Jericho over the announce table and nearly into Taz who refuses to move 
He's like an old biddy playing bingo when the fire alarm goes off. <laughs> He's like a cat in the middle of a train station. <laughs> Edge does his that was way better. Edge does his best, but crowd can barely chant has been. Jericho has a nice bit of rolling out of a sunset flip to set up the walls, but he escapes to get bulldogged with Kurt running in to take a spear so Jericho can, oh, land on knees after lion salt and then get rolled up for two. Oh, this match is suddenly exciting. Jericho gets slingshotted in the referee, being to edge, lock in the edu educator. Educate, edu the educator. The egomatic. <laughs> Jericho <laughs> tries the for a chair. <laughs> but then You're spears. using my finisher! <laughs> He's We're all over this show, Robotnik. <laughs> Kurt recovers to bang Edge's head off the ropes to get the schoolboy finish. Then Edge chases after Kurt. This ended up being dramatic and kept me guessing who was winning. In-ring Jericho would beat the snot out of out-the-ring Jericho. And then backstage, Jericho helps Kurt attack Edge. And Edge takes an angle slam on the concrete. <sighs> and it's treated like it's no big deal. So then Hogan shows up to save Edge. Oh, is this how Edge and Hogan became a thing? I yeah. Oh. A real American looking out for a real Canadian. Yeah. That's the true, that's the true story here. If he can change, here. then you I can, can change. <laughs> I'm not changing. He can change. I'll say the same. It's just funny how big Hogan looks compared to everybody else in this segment. Like, yeah. just, he's just, just like, a, like a cupboard. He's just wide yeah. and tall. So he's got all the young dudes running towards him. Just, uh, uh. <laughs> like that Steven Seagal yeah. um, <laughs> exhibition. Yeah. Everyone bouncing off him. Yeah. Any thoughts on this match? Uh, I thought the match was excellent. I love this match. They just they work beautifully together. See more of that, please. That'd be nice. We'll see it for decades to come. Jericho and Edge, we had, they had a nice match at Mania a few years. They did, they did. Many years later, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought, this is, again, again, SmackDown seems to be a great vehicle for Edge. So far, we're seeing the, the push of Edge, and I'm here for it. I don't think we get the Edge that we would eventually get had it not been a, for a brand split and the opportunity to really push him. Exactly. Well said, Tom. Thank, Thank you for the good analysis. Thank you. I was bring the shite. And I'll put any of the time, this will be a wonderful moment. The Stacey... Dr. Robotnik desk <laughs> segment. That gave us Trimoon's uh, amazing Dr. Robotnik reacts reaction meme. This is where the meme is born. That's right. The and, meme bean machine. And I'm so and I'm 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 both really I'm really, really pissed off because obviously the allegations that have been made are fucking disgusting. And mm. um for, for right reasons, yeah, they should be brought up. And also, it means that we can't talk about this piece of history. But that's the tiniest reason why I'm, I'm pissed off because it's it, the allegations are disgusted. And, and we, you know, it means that it, it taints a lot of this, but it does mean that it's given us Dr. Robotnik in this scene instead, yeah. <laughs> which I'm all for. <laughs> so th in this scene, this is the one where Dr. Robotnik uh, has a table set up in the middle of the ring and he's That's interviewing right. for assistance. That's right. It's the rule of three. <laughs> Except, Dr. Robotnik Except goes, it's not. Dr. Ivo Robotnik. <laughs> says, Bring in secretary number one. And there's, of course, uh, Scratch. <laughs> Uh, candidate one is Sylvia Johnson, a bookworm type with a very good typing ability. That's good for a uh, secretary. Yeah. Uh, in 2002. But the crowd don't seem interested because she's not conventionally attractive. Oh. So, boo to you. Got to give you not. You'll be cheered up. So Vince tells her to leave. <laughs> candidate two is grounder. <laughs> <laughs> candidate but two. But grounder cannot get up the steps. <laughs> The WF is not uh, 
wheelchair accessible, so he's automatically DQ'd there. So candidate two is a bloke that comes out, a young bloke, who I presume is a writer for the company or whatever. The crowd boo because it's a bloke. He sits there, <laughs> does a nice smile, and then the Dr. Robotnik just immediately just says, Get out! Go out! Get out! And the crowd are over the moon that this man has not even been given a fair shake in the interview process. <laughs> so he's gone. Grounders grounded. Grounders grounded. Uh, candidate three is Coconuts the Monkey. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's Sue Aitchinson. Uh, oh, three is four, isn't it? I thought it was three. Already, a either. slightly more conventionally attractive woman than the first. And uh, this, therefore, gets a We Want Puppies chant from the crowd in Tucson. And... Uh, Doctor, goes, but Doctor Robotnik, I'm a monkey. <laughs> but I'm a monkey. Uh, Doctor Robotnik asks uh, if Sue Aitchison can take dictation and about uh, anything she'd be willing to do as his assistant, and uh, unless and she's the she's the best candidate unless somebody else wants to apply for the job yeah. immediately. And that, get on board the Death Egg wait, now. What's that music? <laughs> <laughs> Stacey the Hedgehog, what are you doing here? Hey, Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> I mean, Robotnik, that's blatantly Sonic in a dress. <laughs> Silence, coconuts. <laughs> Talk, attractive woman. Stacey Keebler comes out here and she shoes Sue Aitchinson away. And <laughs> shoo, says, shoo. <laughs> she takes a hose to coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> and she, um, <clears throat> so Stacy says, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you. To which Stacy Keebler, the hedgehog, then dances on the table to ZZ Top's, uh, sorry, Kid Rock's version of ZZ Top's song Legs for all our enjoyment as uh, Dr. Robotnik pulls lots of very popular YouTube internet meme faces. And then just as she shows her bottom, falls off his chair. That's right. His egg is boiled. His egg has well and truly boiled. Uh, his egg is scrambled when he gets back to his seat. Mm. And Stacy puts her legs over his shoulders, yeah. to which Eggman goes, level complete. <laughs> I love that hedgehog. <laughs> and as she gets the job, it goes, da 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 uh, Stacy Keebler is Dr. Robotnik's assistant. Well done, Stacy. Oh, good. Yes. We're going to point out where hopefully this, the, the tone is on for this one. We're not trying to make. Uh, no, we're making, it's the, Dr. Any, Robotnik. It seems about the allegations at all. It's also we're just watching SmackDown from several decades ago. And to ignore Vince is to ignore half the program. Exactly. It and it's, it's a scene that does create an iconic Dr. Robotnik meme. There we go. Which you have seen all over the internet. Uh, uh, so we don't really want to talk about that. Anyway, I think we, I think we got around that I think well. we did that all right. I think we handled that perfectly fine. <laughs> I said between Hogan, Jericho and Vince, the thumbnail of this episode is going to be of Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't watch wrestling. Anyway, backstage, all the guys are taking bets on Mark Henry tonight. How long until he's fired? <laughs> Joke's on them. He's got a lock-tight yeah. mm -hmm. ten-year contract. That joke didn't work, did it? Uh, Devon interrupts Dr. Robotnik. Oh, God, this keeps on going, doesn't it? And reminds him about last week and finding himself. And he has. Testify, he yells. Stop concerning yourself with yourself. Concern yourself with the sinners out there that need saving. Uh, Devon quotes Malachi. Uh, thou shalt not job on TV. <laughs> oh, so, oh, 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 not that Malachi. My, my, my apologies. So Devon asks for a benefactor. Dr. Robotnik is such a righteous man, he shakes hands on this deal. 
And thus, a short-lived gimmick was born. <laughs> on the plus side, Devon sounds crazy good in his delivery of what he's saying, even if I don't remember anything else the gimmick did. Now, I like the fact that they took the fact that he says testify as a catchphrase and made yep. it into the entire gimmick. And I believe his dad was uh, a man of the cloth. Yes, he was indeed. So that's a that big inspiration behind, mm. uh, behind Devin Hughes' character here as Reverend Devon. He was really into it, and yep. he's, he was quite sad that he never really went as far as it could. He praises Triple H uh, for his assistance in the character, which we'll talk about in some time to come. Um, but no, he was, uh, he was quite, he was, he was quite uh, optimistic about it at this point when he was chatting with Dr. Robotnik. And we'll see, and it will create uh, a WWE Hall of Famer. At least one. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? Crazy, crazy. especially debut. Yeah, very much so. Anyway, don't ignore all that shit. Mark Henry gets ready to move a car. <laughs> a limo, no I less. Put, yeah, big deal. The RAC could do that for $14.99 a month. <laughs> so the, 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 the bet is that Mark Henry can't keep a limo from driving into a wall using just his legs. So yeah. Test is going to get in the limo. And, uh, I think it's a limo. It's just a car, isn't it? I thought it was a limo. Pretty sure it's a limb. I might be wrong, but he gets in the car and he holds down the accelerator on the car. The and uh, the and Mark Henry has to hold it for thirty seconds. Yes, yeah, that's right. And I put never mind Mark. Ron Simmons' biceps could probably lift more than Atlas. <laughs> he was massive. He looks fucking massive here. Clearly, he's drinking arm. So Henry has to yeah put his back against the wall, then take a driving car's force for thirty seconds. Got his legs up. He's uh, Back against the wall. Have you ever tried this exercise? Uh, I haven't, no. no. not with a car, I mean. For, for, for <laughs> I was going to say. Give me a second. My, my, car, <laughs> my legs would be crushed. <laughs> this exercise. <laughs> this ex- so like, my days like this. <laughs> I just literally No, low. if you put your back against a wall and then like, squat down. So not a, not my legs all the way down, obviously, but just in the yeah, squatting position. Oh, doesn't look like much. Give it a few seconds. Um, so, yeah, do this with a car. <laughs> it's no. maybe legit, and I guess it is cool, but it doesn't look cool for TV because mm. it looks like something you could fake. And even if you can't, it's just a car not moving, which visually isn't impressive. Like lift a car over your head or something. That looks oh, that's cool. Yeah, but uh, anyway, Tess keeps doing it for longer than thirty seconds, and Henry can't chase him because his legs have fallen off. The the wrestlers eventually get in. Tess is a real dick about the whole thing. Tess is jealous. Yes, because everyone's talking about Mark Henry and not about the fact that he just got a high score and grabbed by the ghoulies on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's he leaves the car running for a bit too long. Farouk steps in and goes, "Hey, what's the problem, man?" And then Tess throws. Money at Mark Henry because he's obviously lost the bet. And Mark Henry's legs are too paggered to chase. Yeah. We're getting a Mark Henry versus Test feud. Yeah. Which is fair enough, but like, yeah, you need these things to look cool. We watch, watch World's Strongest Man to see a big dude pick up like, you know, half of Greece. You Ooh. don't want to see him just like, oh, I stopped the car. Yeah. Ooh, inactivity. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, this is a very slow start to someone getting a push, which is what we want in SmackDown. We need more people getting a push. And, and also, emphasized. this is Mark Henry's return to WWE TV. Oh, yeah. When was the last time we saw him? I, we, haven't I seen, really we, we haven't seen Mark Henry on WWF TV since before the invasion. Yeah. He was still in uh, bloody OV-Dub. Yeah, so he went down to OV Dub, where he was. It was, yeah. I think, it was OV Dub, where he's been in a similar situation to Paul White, gone down there to lose some weight and get into shape, and this is his return to TV. So welcome back, Mark Henry, in which they've got rid of a lot of the sexual chocolate imagery around him and the, the sort of the, the the perviness about him, and they've just gone back to going. He's the world's strongest man. We're going to focus on that. Yeah. So, so this is the beginning of a push for Mark Henry. 
Not still not the push for Mark Henry. Not the push. That, that will come, come many years later. Ten years later. <laughs> yeah, when we Jesus suddenly go, Christ. holy shit, he's fantastic. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, tonight, Chuck Palumbo takes on Al Snow. Ooh, that's the draft for you. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Cole plugs tough enough too, which is on after this. Crowd quietly pops for Al. Nothing has changed. <laughs> but it's still louder than the first half of the show. Match is okay, but Taz wonders if he can use a weed whacker on Maven's eyebrows. <laughs> Maven chases Rico in the crowd as the censor edits the F-word chant. That's right, fantastic. They are fantastic. Good on you. <laughs> as Al manages to get a pinfall win thanks to Maven grabbing Billy. As we get a very rare snowplow finishing move, which I swear was banned at one point because the head drops. Oh, well. Nothing here, but it's going somewhere because they're the only tag teams. I like how... Uh, Ridge Holland uses the snowplow because it northern grit. Fantastic. Because that's the one thing you need. If you haven't got a snowplow, you put down grit. Mm. He's the council gritter. Uh, I can't uh, get fitter than a northern council grit gritter. gritter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, rare singles outing and rare singles win for Al Snow. Uh, we've got a tag match. At uh, one point when Chuck and Billy were coming to the ring, they cut to the crowd, but they mistakenly cut to a man who genuinely looks bored as fuck. <laughs> Which I think was a miscue from Kevin Dunn. Uh, Never mind, hey, Dunn. Hey, it's a pre-tape show. Yeah, it's exactly. That's the best shot they could it's find. <laughs> You're telling me of all the takes we did, that was the best one. Uh, so well done. We'll see their backlash. We'll see Al and Maven challenge for the tag titles because we are shorter tag teams. Yes, we are. Backstage, Hogan sees Triple H and offers to help watch his back in case Jericho tries to interfere. Triple H politely declines because that's not what got him to the top. Except for Sean, X-Pac, The Outlaws, Rick Rude, China, Sable at one time, Rikishi, I guess. Anyway. Vince uh, McMahon, Shane McMahon, Pete Gass, Rodney, Joey Abs, Undertaker. Um, Robotnik, Rob Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Every so member of the corporate ministry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a Billy bullshitter, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> I got here on my own, except all the factions I was in. Triple H says he's the game, and Hogan says, yeah, I've played it before, and leaves. Ooh. <laughs> nice add-on to last week's cool promo battle, as Triple H is getting more and more heel. Only a matter of time. He does a little, a little dig at The Rock here, where he says their match... A backlash isn't going to be a clash of egos like the one he had at WrestleMania with The Rock. Trips and Rock have always had a lovely little rivalry. Even in this day and age, it continues on with The Rock. Is it, it's going to be a clash of egos. Yeah, I'm not going to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're Maybe it should have been, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> idiot. Idiot. Anyway, it's going to be a battle of eggs. <laughs> Doctor. Enough. Enough. Battle of eggs. <laughs> Ego versus egg. <laughs> That's ego on my face. That's backlash. <laughs> I'm the game. Yes, I have played Sonic 3, brother. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to yeah, find your... the knuckles to your face. <laughs> oh, I... It's the worst promo of all time. <laughs> I'm going to leave you like I left Carnival Night, halfway through Carnival Night Zone 2 in Sonic 3, stuck. <laughs> that was really shit. <laughs> that was <fun>. <laughs> <laughs> You're mobile like a Game Gear, but I will be immobile like a Game Gear at Backlash. 
You're going to run out of batteries like a Game Gear. I'm going to be pagged. I need a chin lock. Like, like a, a Game, game Gear. gear. <laughs> anyway, main event is here, which means Sandman level entrance for Triple H. Crowd pops loudly for him in fairness, so might as well keep him feeling like a big deal. Until he isn't. Kurt and Triple H go at it evenly. <laughs> yeah, right. Have you been paying attention? <laughs> Triple H batters Kurt, and Kurt gets pansted. Is that a word? And his tights come down, revealing his Olympic thong ass. Crowd goes nuts at the sight of ass. <laughs> and uh, Trips even gives him a little spankaroonie on the announce table as well. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. Perfectly fine. Don't make eye contact. It's okay. <laughs> Triple H brings up the announce table, and Taz gets ready to run now. <laughs> Kurt gets the advantage, and then realizes his ass is out. <laughs> I was not expecting that. And then only Kurt can convert a silly moment like this into triple Germans and lose very little of his dignity. Kurt takes over, fully clothed, and Triple H makes a comeback, but Jericho interferes after firstly making a mess of it because he's Jericho, the boozer loser. <laughs> Lion Salt doesn't put away Triple H, so Jericho goes, ah, oh, sod it, and hits the ref. Which brings out Hogan for the slowest run-in ever. A walk-in, if you will. He's running in pal. <laughs> Running in, pal. <laughs> Everything else around him isn't in, pal. Just Hogan. But he absorbs the blows and double noggin knockers them. The crowd loves all of it. Do it, you human cupboard. <laughs> Triple H pedigrees Kurt and one, two, three, yay! While Jericho bounces off Hogan's punches up the ramp. Triple H realizes Hogan is helping him when he told him not to help him. Hey, Hogan, stay out of my business. And Hogan says, well, as far as I'm concerned, you are my business. Hogan goes to leave, but Kurt pushes Triple H into Hogan. So Hogan takes a bump, gets up, turns around, and he's pissed at Triple H hitting him from behind. So he decks him, <laughs> lands a leg drop, and holds the title up. And I thought, that's a lovely way to end this. It's not how we end. Nope. Jericho and Angle beat them both up for like 30 seconds, and then we leave on that. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that. We leave. One of the last shots we see is Jericho holding the undisputed title no, and staring no. at it lovingly. Cuts the, the board guy in the crowd. We don't want to see that. <laughs> Jericho, to Jericho, the title's at the ring. It's like he no. shouldn't be coveting it because it does terrible things when you've got it. Like, you don't want that again. It makes his wife do terrible things. <laughs> So then, yeah. And then we T-pose, and we're out. That was SmackDown, Tom. <laughs> they all T-pose at the end. There's a lovely moment. <laughs> where Angle and My God, and they've done it again. T-pose over Hogan and Trips. Uh, I, God love them. Uh, I'm glad that they were. Uh, they, had it, they ended on top. Uh, yeah, it was fine as an episode of SmackDown. Poodled along quite nicely. I, I kind of miss, I didn't think I would, I miss the chaos of trying to get everybody shit in on SmackDown. Like, because the, the weeks leading up to WrestleMania, SmackDowns were just chaotic because it was like 400 segments, 300 matches. And yeah. now we've got a much smaller, normal-sized roster. Everything's got a bit more time to breathe. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? It's horrible. I missed, I missed the chaos. It, it means the podcast is a lot shorter. It last two, I've clocked in at less than an hour and a quarter. What? I thought, holic we were. I know, right? Quantity, not quality. It's always been about quantity. Yeah. I'm livid, quite frankly. We covered everything. Might start talking about stuff that didn't happen. Might start talking about heat or something as well. I don't know. <laughs> it was not what I it's expected. It's Albert has none. Exactly. Exactly. The climber cool uh, fool. <laughs> hey, nice. Uh, I'm enjoying the time that Edge is getting. I feel like we're watching the birth of Edge as a main event guy. Yeah. And he's still not quite 
the full tick, but of course he's not expected to be because this is just the beginning of his of his journey. That's he doesn't right. become immediately super powerful. Uh, but I'm enjoying the journey of watching Edge become a top guy, which they and they didn't put him out there in the main event, but they had him feature here. Mm. I I thought that this week we got Edge teaming with The Rock, but maybe we get that another week. Yeah, Rock's a bit busy. Yeah, he's a little bit busy this week, but I'm sure we do see Rock again. Maybe we see him around Vengeance. So maybe we are done with him for a little while because he's got no matches for Backlash and yep. there's no need to put him on the Backlash. Yeah, he's definitely Vengeance because he's got the main event. Yeah, so. that's it. Uh, what did you remember from this week? I remembered the uh, Stacey Keebler, Dr. Robotnik segment. <laughs> yeah. It was nice seeing Dr. Robotnik on there. I thought it was... Uh, uh, I, that, that bit is, is part of wrestling lore. Yes. Essentially, isn't it? It's, it? it certainly is. And it's not going around. Not going around. Not leaving us. What, Matthew? <laughs> I know what you meant. Then he got there. Uh, I remember Hogan like, dropping Triple H. I remember as being oh, a, okay. a weird fan at the time. I wasn't massively enamored with the Hogan comeback. So I was a bit like, oh, why is Hogan looking good in, with all the new guys? Yeah, I was exactly the same. So I remember, I remember watching that and being quite annoyed by it. And boy, would I get even more annoyed. Um, I was young and naive. It's fine. Uh, what did you forget? Uh... Edge and Hogan. Yeah. Their friendship blossoming. The, the birth of that friendship. Ah. Yeah, and a weird backstage bit. Yeah. And they don't just become more and more chummy mm. and talk about Mr. Nanny, which I know is coming up soon. It's almost like Hogan recognises that Edge is getting pushed as a young main event talent and he's yeah. kind of, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, st sticking himself to him. What's the word on reaching well, for? What happens when you use Mr. Sheen too much? <laughs> he just... <laughs> He's too shiny and he just sticks to surfaces yeah. now. That's the problem. Young upcoming wrestlers are like, what's happening? <laughs> He's just car, is it carbuncling? He's carbuncling himself to, to Edge. Good dad. Yes. Yeah. He's just carbuncling. you get carbuncle in the word. There you go. He's carbuncling himself to Edge, uh, which we'll see more of. I forgot the Too Cool reunited. Mm. I remember last watching last week going, why are they splitting up Scotty and Albert? Why you had two more singles wrestlers? for the sake of a tag team when you need a tag team on SmackDown. And then this week, watching that, I went, ah, that yeah. why, that's why that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. I take back some of my complaints about last week with the, the rushed nature of the Albert-Scotty yeah. split because they clearly wanted to get to that a bit quicker. But they wrestle at WrestleMania 20, this tag team. They do. They're around for two years. I'm sure Scotty gets hurt. Ah, Okay. So they're not around around for a long. Yeah, I, was say, I don't remember that at all. No, I'm sure Scotty gets hurt. I'm sure Rikishi gets hurt as well. Yeah. So they're not consistently around. They're around for a bit here, but I don't think we yeah. see loads of them. Yeah. But uh, one to watch. But SmackDown looks rather advertising right now. I think it's much doom and gloom was set around this period. I think maybe next year as well when they introduce more and more pay per views. But like right now, but right about now, it's like no, this looks okay. We've kind of looked out because Raw, whilst it's considered the main show. Raw does have a lot more of the stinkers on there. It's a bit like you'll have the NWO stuff over there yeah. now. You have a lot of the, uh, the 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 back and forth with Austin and Ric Flair and the oh, big show. Yeah. So that kind of glooms up a lot of Raw, whereas SmackDown is considered the younger guy show that every so often just gets poached by Raw yeah. <laughs> and then left with what left with the bloody Luther Reigns of the world. Hmm. But more often than not, SmackDown's going to be a fun watch. Paul Heyman's coming in soon to write it. So exciting times ahead. Um, anything you want to plug? Uh, new Pochamania's out. But Yay. whatever. It's, it's like clockwork now. It doesn't really matter. Uh, ah. Fraser Porter's new video. Yeah. We could, yeah. So the over the over top. Over the top. 
Over the top. You know, they kind of Stallone out there. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, he put a lot of uh, sweat and effort into that, so you give that a watch. Lovely documentary. You'll have been saying good things about it. Mm, Kevin Owens is on it. Maven Huffman's in it. Dylan Postel's on it. You, Matthew's friend Hornswoggle. Didn't you, didn't, have you? Are you doing something with Dylan Postel, have I heard? Oh, yes, he's uploaded the podcast I'm on. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the go. quid pro quo. Nice. I'll do Fraser's thing, but you have to come on my podcast. I'm like, damn it, I like talking with you, Hornswoggle. <laughs> oh, okay, you, you drive a hard bargain. So we can. So is that available now? It is. Yes. Excellent. Want to see that now? So, uh, for those who follow Dylan Postles, what a stuff. What a boy. Like he's not what he's doing, but he knows people who does know, and he listens to them, which is how I operate in life. So love you, Hornswoggle. That's a good way to be. Uh, you may have seen on your Twitter timelines uh, clips of a wrestling company based out of Uganda. Uh, called Soft Ground Wrestling, where they've been putting on these incredible wrestling matches. They don't have a ring, and uh, they're incredibly well-trained wrestlers. I was fascinated by this, so I had a call with Uganda yesterday and spoke to Bumbash Daniel, who is the founder of Soft Ground Wrestling. And the story behind how that promotion came to be that has suddenly become a viral sensation is amazing. And uh, also, they are looking for support because they want to get a ring and they want land so they can continue to do what they do. Uh, so their GoFundMe was set up mm. by their US ambassador, uh, who, uh, I've spoke, who I spoke to, uh, Jake Rhodes, who has been looking after their endeavours uh, in the uh, away from Uganda, so we had a chat on the podcast feed, and you can listen to that right now. What what a lovely guy Bombash Daniel is! Uh, really, really honoured to have got to, to chat to the guy who's created this viral sensation that you, that's popped up on your timelines now. Uh, so that's on the podcast feed. If you haven't listened to that, take time over the weekend to do that. And for the latest wrestling news throughout the week, you can check out Coltaholic.com. He's Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. And together we're at Coltaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us, snooping as usual, I see. And please let us know who we should replace Vince with next week. Classic at Coltaholic.com. <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 